And welcome back to Scab Talk, everyone. Today's episode, we'll be discussing the recent Ars Terminal teasers that uh, BSG leaked out with some lore information and possibly new events coming, maybe? Question mark? Indeed. And we also got a Q&A from Nikita that was really random, out of the blue. No one seems to even be sure exactly who it was who sent in these questions. But either way, we got some word from the main man himself. So we'll be going through some of those as well a little bit later on. So. Mr. Church, mm-hmm. ARRS, you've been getting your, getting your hacking on, getting your coat, you know, going in the terminal and doing all sorts of stuff. Oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, I did I, actually. I've pretty uh, much just been watching what's been happening. Yeah, it was crazy. I happened to tune into Logical Stream and like someone like in this chat just messaged him like, hey, go check out the terminal. Hey, type this in. And I kind of like watched it for a bit. It was kind of cool. But uh, I'm sure like for like people that like are like, you know, do coding and stuff it's like very like because even logical is getting excited like oh that actually works you know you can actually like and then it's like not important dot text and you open it up and it's like the bsg trawling it's just it's cool it's cool yes it's it's pretty cool so i guess how did this all start this began with the battle state video um what was it actually called again i can't remember what the video name was even was it called Chronicles of Rizzy Part One. Or something. Yes, I yeah, think, I think that was it. They might, they might have even changed the title a few times. I know for oh. sure the thumbnail. They've changed. Okay, yeah. okay. I wasn't, I wasn't paying as much attention. Rizzy. Yeah, I think it was uh, when when I looked at it, it was called Chronicles of Rizzy Part One. I know mm-hmm. that there was a Part One in there, which kind of implies maybe there's more more to come and all this kind of stuff. And in that, it's basically it's just well. At the beginning, it's just a guy in a balaclava. It turns out it is Rigi. I don't know whether that's got anything to do with the fact that the last time that we saw him, I should say, because we've not actually like seen him until now, but he was captured by raiders and beaten up, and we thought maybe he was dead at some point. So maybe that's got something to do with the fact he's in the balaclava. And he, but he's there with <laughs> Jeffrey Sheila, who we previously knew like sold him out, basically. How much Rigi knows about this, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but they, they're talking about some backstory stuff about, you know, what happened to Rigi's dad, basically. That seems to be where, where mm-hmm. the plot line is going. And who used to work at the factory, which is the main factory. The factory is like super important in like random pieces of law because it's where Terra Group was making various chemicals and all kinds of things. And you can see that because they've got the barrels of yeah. blue ice, which is the code name for at least one of the um one of the like experimental drugs that they were like manufacturing there. It's like the same barrels that you can see in customs. Anyway. So they were working at the factory with the two crackhead brothers, which is quite fun because you've got Killer and Tagilla like literally in the video. Yeah. Killer with his addict tracksuit on and Tagilla's got his like, you know, red cap on backwards and he's doing like pull-ups or whatever. Um, and Rigi's dad is like working at this place and in the footage at least he gets captured by USEC troops of some kind, USEC soldiers of some kind um, and, and disappears. And it's, it's funny because it's, it's not very specific. So it's hard mm-hmm. to know exactly what's going on. And he, he talks a bit about five different people disappearing when the light how when the light keeper arrived and, and all this kind of stuff so it, it's difficult to know like in that individual video on its own there's a few conclusions that you could draw i, I saw those couple of people talking about saying oh maybe Richie's dad is the light keeper or something but it seems like too too big of a stretch too obvious um some people are saying that maybe Richie's dad could be jaeger because he's some kind of hunter that's um, what I was thinking when I saw. It. I was like, "Dude, that looks like a Jaeger outfit with the double barrel shotgun." Like, that's or no, Jaeger has the revolver shotgun actually. 
I think in the uh, both. Oh, is it in the picture or whatever? In the artwork, yeah. I'm pretty okay. sure it's the revolver. Maybe. I thought it might be DB, but anyway, he's the shotgun man, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. And um, I think Jaeger is Hunter anyway. I think that's the translation. And so it would kind of make sense. And like, he disappeared with all the other traders when the Lightkeeper turned up in the event last time and stuff. Like, how much these things are connected, I'm, I'm not entirely certain. But sure. the important part from the video, really, for the the terminal stuff was that, yeah, on the, the iPads that Chepashila gives to him. Well, Raji says, and this is where all the memes sparked, right? He says, like, I'm dumb as a brick. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And Chepashila gives him this iPad or whatever. And it's got, like, the, the first username and password that you need to get into the, the ARS terminal. So, yeah, it's was, it was pretty crazy. Like, from there, the community kind of jumped into action and started doing all sorts of mental things. And there was, like, you, you got in under... One of the basic ones, I think it was like default user, I think was the original yeah. one. And then there's like Observer 14.4. Like we've seen these usernames pop up previously and you could kind of go from one account to another account and slowly log into, I think uh, Rook was the next one that people got into, which is like Peter Grouch said about his translated surname, which Grouch is like uh, Rook in, in English. Then they go into Rook and then there was another one. I there was one more, um, there was one more user account that I can't remember what it was what it was called um but there was like warden in there as well which i think people think is like lightkeeper's login uh, which is like one of the others but anyway hmm. you go through the terminal and then there's a big map that you kind of have to it's like a sort of solve problem solving thing so the community came together and filled the map out and it turned out that at the end of each kind of line i guess like when you got to the goal there were like five goals within this maze that they had to like map out and at the end of each one, there was like a Google Doc with like a, lo- a real physical location to go and get a letter. And there's five letters in total. Like one was in the States, one was in France, one in Turkey, one in Russia, and one in Japan. And each one has got like a random piece of law about somebody who, pretty much all of them are the same. It's like each individual person has been told that they have like a special DNA genome sequence that's interesting to Terror Group. And they've been whisked away and put on a boat. It's pretty much the, the I guess, like the same narrative in, in all of them except for one who seems to be some kind of contract soldier who's like gone off to fight potentially previously i'm not sure he seems like some kind of mercenary so mm. he's the only one that seems a bit different um but all of them is about some special genome that they've got uh, in within their dna that terror group's interested in what that exactly means i don't think anybody really knows i mean we've kind of got to the point where we're at the end of like the first piece i'm pretty certain because the final section we had the letter that came out, and that was from uh, who was it? I think that was was a mechanic, or was it related I don't to think mechanic? So I, it was sort of yeah. It was someone. It was someone else. I can't remember who the letter was from. But anyway, it's basically a letter from like the anonymous benefactor of Rigi, who's like helping him, plus the international community of hackers, which is you know the community, the Tarkov community, who are like working on this problem. Um, and they said we managed to hack the code of Mister Kerman, who's a name that keeps appearing. And um, he might want to show these letters because basically he, we send him the five letters to him being Rigi. We send Rigi the five letters like, as the community and this guy who's kind of the spokesperson. And um, he says in the letter, you might want to show these letters to some Samoylov, which is Mechanic's surname. That's kind of where Mechanic mm, okay. appears within this law. It's like, OK, well, you want to show them to Mechanic. Mechanic used to work in the factory, too. So these yeah. things are kind of all tied into each other, which is which is pretty interesting. So there's like a whole bunch of stuff, like Sanitar's mentioned a bunch in the letters as well. Um, but I don't think there's really any like strong conclusions that we can, we can draw right this second. Um, 
I don't know, like, yeah, speak up if there's anything I've missed off. There's, there was loads of it. No, I that was... found it slightly tricky to follow all of it, honestly. It was, there was a lot. Dude, that was more than what I dived into. I mean, we, made, uh, we okay. did a, a video on recapping Rigi's story, I guess, from all uh, the events, and then plus the Chronicles. And at the time that it was recorded and shot, we only had the first bottle in, like, California. Found someone had that letter to, like, add to it. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know what, what, what does it mean? What's, where, where's the mechanic quest at? I know people were like, oh, mechanic, we got to who, who has mechanics quest all completed? Is there another quest? Yeah, exactly. Is there going to be something in game about that? Or, um, I think there was some, there's a Mr. C who's referenced in the letters as well, I think. Um, but we don't really know who that is. Um. Oh, excuse me. So it's yeah, it's all a bit confusing. I mean, the the English letter is from someone called Rebecca that we've never yeah. heard of before, and it's to Johnny, who seems like I don't know, almost like some kind of child or something. I'm not, I'm not really sure. It's, it's very strange. And people were looking at it, saying oh, Rebecca's spelt differently in the first bit to the last bit. And in fairness, those kind of things are, are how some of the terminal stuff got got. Um, decoded i guess because there's like secret messages and the the stuff that looks like uh, i guess things that are like broken within the text or whatever it was actually you had to fit all those parts together it was hidden code and this kind of thing so it's, it's no wonder that people are looking into it but people are looking at like the different spellings of things or like misspellings whether it's on purpose misspelling within right. the letters to try and glean anything but nobody's seems to have found anything yet as to what that means um so for the time being it's basically a law only event as far as we can see which it's i mean for me that's actually fine honestly it's, it's kind of an interesting thing but i went into i don't know about you but i went into the event after the last time we had a big event like this not expecting any outcome that was the way that i ended up I, i'm just it's just the way i am right now about these kind of things because until an outcome appears i'm not going to be expecting one do you know what i mean like i'm not mm. giving my hopes up for oh this yeah. is keepers close or anything like that so my, my expectations are very very slim yeah i mean maybe mr c mr c stands for mr content i don't just kidding. i'm just kidding <laughs> and we don't know who he is he's missing <laughs> um. yeah. i don't know yeah I, it's no I, it's cool and all but you know it is kind of for me it's just yeah like like that meme poking up a state like just do something you know freaking I don't know. Uh, but it seems like they're going to be doing something. I mean, this is like kind of gearing up for something, right? Like you wouldn't just, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't I know. it is BSG. But I can't just that's imagine what? they're going to be like, hey, guys, I got a really cool idea. Stop what you're doing. Let's go out in the woods. You're going to dress up with this guy. We're going to you know, do this, do this, all this lore. It's going to be great. You know, it's just like, mm. I can't imagine they're doing that for no reason. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I thought last time, though. It's just like, they can't just be doing collecting the money and da-da-da for, for no reason at all, and then it just ended up being nothing. Like, And that's the, the issue. We don't know whether last time it was because of something technical, they wanted to do something, but ran into some problem and then couldn't because, like, he wasn't ready or whatever, right? Or there might have been some other problems. We don't see behind the veil, so it's hard to know. Um, but you gotta you got to hope that there's some kind of rationale. But again, I like, my expectations are just, are just zeros like i'm not expecting any anything in particular i think the next thing that i'm expecting is 
probably the wipe <laughs> in December. That's like Dang. that's actually the next thing that's kind of on my horizon. I, I guess maybe you might want to see the early testing of Arena, but like I'm not even sure if we're going to see that. Honestly, I really don't. So, and that's the thing. I'm not sad or upset about it or anything. It's just like it is just what it is. My expectations are just super low in terms of content. It means you can't really be disappointed because I think last time I was quite sad about the yeah. lightkeeper in the way that nothing came of it. It seemed like just um. An open goal. I was talking to New yesterday, actually, because uh, oh, yeah. went on his went on his show, yeah, and we were just talking a little bit about that. And I was like, you know, the things that annoy me the most are those the open goals when you when you see something super cool could could be done and it could all tie together and be like super awesome, and then it's like right. it isn't. Those are kind of the most annoying situations. Like if something comes out and it just kind of sucks. If like an event happens and it's just not very good, then uh, it is what it is. But yeah, when when there's an opportunity to do something that's like super cool and everything looks right. like it's coming together, and then it's just the opportunity's missed. That's like almost worse because you know like, oh like i can i can i can feel what we could have had you know yeah um so i don't really want i don't really want that again so i'm i'm just kind of going in with super low expectations on yeah implementation of some of these things so. i mean it could be an event it's just an irl event you know with the whole like going here like code breakers type stuff so like yeah i mean could be it a, was but... it was super cool that they had five physical locations with actual bottles with messages in them yeah, in like five different crazy. countries. Like that's, it was neat. That was actually really, really neat. So it's definitely better than nothing. I mean, I'd rather they do something like this than not. I know there's plenty of people who complain about this, like go actual content. The one thing that people are actually asking for, la la la, you're not doing it. You know, it's like people are so salty, but I'd rather have something than have nothing. And if this is easier for them to do, then put on in-game events, which seems I, that's what I'm it saying. Amazing, it right? just it just doesn't add up, man. There's no way you would go through all these links and like just to like like that's it, guys. We're done, you know. Unless like something came up, and then it's like, okay, we actually can't do anything. I feel like they're sitting on something, and I I don't know, man. It's just just a hunch, but because it's like what three months swipe we're in. Like this is like prime time for them to like you know do something, even if it's like you know, 10% of the people like it type of thing. Like, yeah, I know a lot of people much. did not enjoy the, what was it, like, flea trader ban, if you will. Mm. A lot of people did not yeah. like that at all, so. Yeah, they just, they need to come up with something that is kind of skewed against top players, I think, because those people will sort of relish the challenge, and I, I, I don't know, it'd be kind of interesting. I'm, I'm sure you could do some things that, like, even the, balance out a bit because that was the problem last time is that they just drove all of the new players and people who will lower down the progression curve they just drove all yeah. those people away well yeah it was, which is kind of sad especially when you can't like you just can't turn in your quest so I mean, that's like that was a big mistake but i'm pretty sure oh. they learn from that type of stuff but it's very yeah. hard to target a very specific portion of players i can only imagine yeah, I mean, you could almost do an event. It's like scarcity, but it's you know, it's the oh, all of the you know the high tier stuff. Is like we're we're not getting any imports, so you we can only have things that were were I don't know findable within Tarkov. That's you know easy to find mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's you know everything from level three traders and above is just like deleted, <clears throat> that kind of thing. Uh, I don't know, maybe something along those lines. Yeah. Or, you know, you lock out people who've got like 50 mil net worth or higher. <laughs> Did he just delete items and you'd... 
<laughs> oh, but it'd be a one time. It'd be a one time. Like you wouldn't oh, know okay. when it's coming, and just bam, cut off. Okay, all these people, or like anyone with over hundred mil net worth loses access to traders level four. Anyone above seventy five loses three and above. Like above fifty mil loses, you know, two and above. Like or whichever, you know, it's the other way around. It's like. But then you have all the stuff then, in your stash. What if your stash is like you know a billion stash value? Yeah, well then then it doesn't then it doesn't make too much difference to you, right? Then that's that's whatever. God, can you even imagine just like your stash is just like oh everyone's been locked out of the hideout, you know? So they save everyone's stashes and just put them on a database somewhere, and then they just wipe everyone's stash, and they're just like, right, off you go. It could be interesting, yeah. Yeah, like you've all been locked out of the hideout or something. Like you can't mm. use the hideout at all. Like the stash is gone, and trades. So are even if you like, leave a raid, you couldn't use a stash, or is it just wiped? No, you could. You could. It would just be empty. That could be interesting. Could, you, yeah, I mean, you would just sell stuff and buy from the traders. It, but it, for like the high level players, but it, you know, it could be. A, yeah, but it could then be you'd something. have to lock them out as well. You'd have to like inversely lock them out too. You know, so yeah. something like that. So you can't buy. Like if you're high level, you can't buy from like. Level four traders, level three, whatever. Like, yeah, like level three and four traders disappears. So everyone's back to like level two with what they physically had on them. So it wouldn't affect anybody do... who's lower than about level 20. They should just do another global event, man, where there's a community goal, but not have it so like crap. And like, maybe it's like, I'm going to like segment this into a lost life thing. Like, if it's like, you know, you don't turn in 60 million, then it wipes. Or it, yeah, if you turn it sixty million, then it doesn't wipe. But if it does, it make reach the gold, and it then everyone's accounts get wiped. So like some people are like just deleting stuff. They're like throwing stuff in the water. Like don't turn this in. Don't sell it. You know. You're thinking about like uh, the lost light stuff, right? About the you've got these ideas now from from lost light because of this yeah, uh, yeah. Like community goal of like the the wipe or no wipe kind of thing. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, like, you know, maybe like, I'm trying to think of something. Like, I would say the Lightkeeper would get released, but then like, I feel like everyone's going to do that. Like, why would you not want content? Except for like the, you know, yeah. trolls or whatever. But for the game to like wipe or not wipe, you know, the having like some people are like just started or like maybe they don't like wipes at all. They would just like, you know, do their absolute hardest and they would just be like grinding nonstop to like <laughs> basically pay their in-game money to like, oh. you know. How, how about this then? How about this for an idea? And so it's like a, it's a community event kind of thing. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, maybe it doesn't really matter, but like it'd be like Bear versus Usec. Okay, you got me intrigued. And so then proportion, proportionally, the first idea I had was whoever wins gets labs for free and whoever mm -hmm. loses, it's like double the price. Mm. Something kind like interesting. that. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe another map gets like locked behind a money gate or something if you if you fail. Something like that. I don't what know. What if, like, what if you win? If bears win, then the rogues are aggro against you, sex because they're pissed oh. off. <laughs> and all what the bears if... would be like desperate to to put the pain on the you, sex. They really <laughs> would be. That'd be so funny, dude. Something like that would be so yeah. cool. Because then it would be again. It's like yeah, the fight between the two sides rather than just like the whole community. I feel like people would almost be because it's like with the lightkeeper event. It's like oh, was there really any? Is there really any way that they wouldn't have? like release the stuff like would it, right. was it really going to change anything normally knows whereas the two sides against each other like both outcomes legitimately could happen and somebody could win you have to make it like punitive enough um yeah i'm sure there'd be cool things that you could do you could even just like disable one trader for a week for 
like an, the other faction or something, or like the top tier of that trader was maybe like level three or four or something for a week. Or if like <clears> if <throat> if bear wins, Prapper only sells the bears. If like Usyk wins, yeah. Peacekeeper only sells the Usyk. Yeah, yeah, so, something like that. Something like that. That'd be cool. That'd be that'd be cool. That would be cool. That'd be a good event, and that would actually be easy for them to set up as well because they wouldn't actually have to do anything in game. It's just like menus. Yeah. Just menus. So that would be. That'd be easy. You just have system message. Bears are winning. Come on, keep going. Yeah. I wish there was a little bit more of a diplomatic one, you know, where it's like, comes down to individuals like, oh, do I want this? No, let me try to convince other people to not do this as well. So it's like, do I want this? Yes, let me convince other people as well. Because if you have like these little communities, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just funny. Yeah, trying to think up something's really smart is kind of tough but there's there's some there's definitely some like cool events that could be done sure that are kind of easy-ish but um yeah i'm with you that i'm sure there's some really smart ideas out there that me and you aren't going to create off the top of our heads in you know three Mm. minutes oh i'm sure there's some really really cool ones yeah it's 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 weird that it hasn't kind of translated into anything i think it needs a little more time is all exactly known for their uh punctuatedness the word punctuation yeah well yeah they're they're not (laughs) they're not particularly quick to capitalize on these events and and things like that and move on to the next section Mm -hmm. even the lightkeeper one was a bit confusing because it kind of dragged on for a bit didn't it so i mean it wasn't ready is what it came down to um pretty much yeah pretty much there's been, I guess this is almost kind of a good yes. segue into the Q&A because outside of going through like every last little piece, I mean, we can talk about each each part, but just as like a top level, there's one funny thing that I wanted to highlight because Nice Guy was kind of making some reaching sentiments or statements about Whoa. what has happened and what he's been asked about. Nice um, guy. I know, shock horror, eh? <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it because he's like self-aware about it too, which is pretty funny. Mm. But um, oh yeah, the the last thing about the ARG stuff in the final letter, there was actually mention of like the Sons of Soon, like on the letter. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Last guy was just like, oh, Sons of Soon's like actually canon, you know? It's like it's in the law now. It's, it's our <laughs> thing, which is pretty funny. That's pretty but, cool. Um, Nikita on this this random Q and A. I don't know who Haybox is, but um, this random Q and A, they asked him about some priorities. Um, and he was talking about streets. He was talking about storyline quests. Like we'll, we'll read, we'll get onto it in a bit, I'm sure. Um, but he didn't mention Lightkeeper at all. And so Nice Guy was like, Lightkeeper was like not on the priority list. What does this mean? Um, and his kind of take on it was that like, oh, well, you, it comes off the priority list if it's finished. So he must be done. Um, when, you know, we don't know when he's <laughs> gonna gonna be added, but you know, maybe he's maybe he's done. Um, but I, I did actually see a tweet uh, like super recently as well, where maybe BSG kind of like just read the headline of what he put out, being like Lightkeeper's gone from the from the list, as in like maybe he's not coming, maybe he's been dropped, because that was kind of the other outcome. And they, I think they said to him, let me actually find the tweet because I think he's, they said to him specifically, no, you know, Lightkeeper's still on the on the list. Oh yeah, this is it. This is quote literally quoted: Lightkeeper is still on the list. Don't worry, BSG. Um, and that was about two hours ago. So he's like, I wonder why Nikita forgot to mention him. Mm, big eyes, 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 emoji. 
So I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just he was thinking about other stuff and it's not that important because we know we know Nikita himself is actually focusing on streets and specifically the storyline quests. I think the storyline quest for him is probably his his big big deal. But anyway, I guess like from the Q and A itself, we don't have to go through everything because, as some other people have pointed out, quite a lot of it we already know, and some of it's been like rehashed a billion times. So it's not necessarily that interesting. Um, uh, let's see, because the first question, they were asking about maps getting reworked, and they basically was just like, yeah, <laughs> uh, but we're working on streets. Um, and then they were talking about balancing, and they moved M80, and he's just like, yeah, we'll still balance a little bit, but everything's going to get reworked on release, because when everything's until everything's out, there's no point balancing, which is fair enough. Um, and question three was kind of cool. They said, like, in, in previous wipes, we've seen different types of in-game events where traders were locked and all of this kind of thing. Um, what was the most important lesson you learned? And Nikita did say, yeah, the statistics, they gathered a lot of information and data for the future events. And I, I imagine, like, I interpreted that in my own head as things like how many people stopped playing, because I think it must have been a significant number. I think that's probably a, an important statistic. Man, I would love to see their data, dude. I was, yeah, I was looking at Steam charts at different games. I was like, man, I really wish Tarkov had a Steam charts like they opened up on Steam. God, I would love to see the data. Yeah, because that's the thing. Even if it's not all the players or it's only a fraction of the players, it gives you a, a sample of the players. So you yeah. can see on different days, on different events, on different sections through the wipe, the trends. Like You don't necessarily need to know the numbers of the full player base. Like Most of the time, that's not really the interesting numbers for, for us, right? It's yeah. things like the relative changes in right. popularity. And you, if you've got a decent enough sample, say 10% of people were on Tarkov on Steam or something, that would still give you a good enough idea of like what the player base is doing broadly speaking it did actually mention that a bit later on yeah um so yeah i mean they're looking at these events and gathering statistics i do, I do wish they'd done a few more um so far but we'll see especially some of the, like the easy stuff <coughs> then the next one actually confused me a little bit so they asked him like what is the current status of the customizable armor hitboxes Mm-hmm. And can you share some details on how it will work in game? Will players who choose extra protection be punished with movement reduction? I mean, this is pretty much an obvious yes, right? Weight increase, how easy will it be to modify the armor hitbox? And Nikita said, this feature is frozen for now. Which feature? So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I assume he's talking about the custom rigs, because he'd spoken That's before about I that and said that custom rigs was frozen. Yeah. So he said, when we first started working on this, there were a lot of people assigned to it. We decided to move a big part of them to make more important stuff. Fair enough, because I mean, I, I agree with that. And I think he said that before as well. And we decided to add a simplified version of this feature by adding armor zones. So each body armor will have front, rear, side slots to insert armor plates. This will be easy to use. Which that's like, oh, so he was actually talking about customizable armor hitbox system? Or when he said that was frozen for now, or did he just jump onto a new subject? You know what I mean? Like I just, that's that's kind of where I was reading that, and I was like, wait a minute, I thought he was talking about rigs, but now he's talking about armored. Like yeah, that, that relates to armor hit, you know, armor zones, hit zones, hit boxes, exactly. Right? And and I think I think it's a bit confusing the way yeah. it's worded. The fact that he's even said we decided to add a simplified version of this feature means that they're working on that so presumably that's not the bit that's frozen because otherwise they wouldn't be working on simplified ver- version 
No. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. So just like reading, trying to like read between the lines. Yeah, yeah, My interpretation yeah. is, again, that the rig thing is frozen, which is consistent right. with what they've said before. But that rather than doing full-on armor hitboxes, I guess with like plate gapping and that kind of thing, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, my interpretation of this, and it is an interpretation, and I could be completely wrong, but saying that they're, you know, saying that they're doing armor zones, each body armor has front, rear, side slots to insert plates. To me, that sounds a lot like the way that the head hitbox is modeled right now, right? So you have a, yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. I'm, I'm actually not sure what the shape of the PMC hitbox is. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a cylinder, <clears throat> just because computationally that's probably the easiest shape, or even a, I mean, a rectangle would be silly, but a cylinder would make most sense. Um, computationally, it's like relatively straightforward to do, and you could uh, do the same thing as they've got with the head hitbox. You just have a sphere, and then you just demark different sections of that sphere right. to be eyes, nape, top, whatever. And so that would then allow you to do front, sides, back relatively easily, and you just correspond. Okay, we've got a, an armor rig, and then you've got a, a plate, and you put the plate in the front slot. Okay, now it covers the whole front of the hitbox, and it still won't be fully realistic, but it would also, in my interpretation of this, would mean that you're not going to have any gaps. So if you put in, if you put armor plates in every slot, you're not going to have, like, I don't know. I guess maybe like some armors won't even have side, but it, you know what I mean. Like, imagine the slick has the ability to put. I don't think it will, but imagine the slick had the ability to put armor in the side. If you put an armor in the side. And then you get shot in the side, even if it looks like the armor's like it is now. Even if it looks like the armor's there, it will still just hit the side hitbox and be absorbed or whatever. Like I, I can only imagine that that's that's what it means. That's that's how I interpret it anyway, because that's a simplified version. It also means that you don't have like crazy balance issues of people just getting shotgunned and like one pellet of KS twenty three getting through and killing you. And all yeah, kind of that's a big fear of mine. <laughs> but yeah, holy heck, dude! That I. I cannot wait for them to add this because Lost Light has this feature where you can. Oh, really? Yeah, they you you can find loot by armor plates, and there's different like tiers. You know, there's like crappy ones and better ones, mm-hmm. and like the lower tiers repair the low tier armor like 100 percent all the time. But as you go up the tiers of armor, you know the low tier plates don't do as much. Like you maybe get like 25 percent like a class six, but if you get the really good plates, then it's like you know really good but it's like such a game changer because you can like actually fights can actually last longer or like you like i was freaking like got shot by a scav and he had ap20s and he just destroyed my armor and i was like oh my god dude this sucks and then he plates but if i had plates like I, that would have been like clutch you know what i mean it's like i don't have to run and you know either run around with no armor or like go ditch it or just go leave the raid it's i can't wait add that because it will and, and especially how bsg is gonna do it because they're probably gonna have so much depth to it it's gonna be like, oh do i put the plate on the side do i put it here like you know does repair like it, i can't wait for them to do that it's gonna be great how, how how long does it take to like put a plate in in lost light is that up your interest uh it's like an animation maybe like five seconds six seconds okay. it plays a sound it's so it's not a lot yeah not a long time yeah. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> Tarkov's gonna be like, okay, take take the box cutter, slice open to the cut, <laughs> remove the plate, take the new plate, un- <laughs> remove the packaging. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be like an immaculate animation <laughs> yeah. with a five second cancel animation where uh, your guy just 
puts the scissors away, you know, carefully whilst you're getting shot in the head by a scab from point blank. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, exactly. It'd be kind of cool if you could just like drop the CMS kit and it just like destroys it and you, and you just lose it. You know, you just, yeah. Like, it's... Panic, panic button. If you had the choice between, I mean, it's a, it's a balance thing too. It is, so. Yeah, right. It, it's a, it's a tough, I think it's okay where it's at. It is just a little, oh, yeah. I think, I think when you, start canceling it though i feel like you should be able to move like there's that period where like you just mm. can't move i think that's probably the more annoying part but yeah for me at least yeah exactly exactly so so yeah i don't know i mean do you do you think that that interpretation is likely do you think that they're gonna go with the full hitbox system where if there's a gap you'll get shot through it or do you I agree sure with me? hope not good god i sure hope i'm i'm terrified of that gig i mean we've talked about it before but i'm just like yeah. terrified of the day it's just like another freaking thing where it's like doing my quest and then like buckshot like the one like like you know dual sabbat slug like just one like catches me in between like the breastplate underneath the armpit or something i'm just like okay well i'm dead yeah exactly terrified of that yeah, so I'm kind of hoping, and this is the thing I actually said back when I was talking about this age, because we've been talking about this for a long time. It's been coming to the game forever. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not even sure if it's that good for the game. Like, it adds so much randomness, and it makes firefights like even more random than they are now. So I'm hoping that this is the way it is. Like, I wouldn't be against choosing the plates and then it having full coverage of that hitbox. So if you go, right, you know, you go like thorax and. Or how the plates are going to work? Thorax right. stomach side Sides, side. So you can have what? Rear. Thorax front, thorax side left right, thorax back. Yeah, protection, and that would cover. And if you had thorax and stomach on all of them, that would cover you like it does now. Right. That would be okay to me. I mean, it's it's still going to take some balancing because people are going to be covered less. But the in general further question is: How would the armors hitbox zones work? So, like, if you know, let's say you got an eighty durability slick. And the side, you know, if you zero the side, is the whole slick zeroed or just like that slide? Like, how's that displayed in like the UI on the your yeah, slick? Yeah, I don't know how it would get displayed actually on. I imagine it will probably get displayed like when you've got a face shield, ears, and like a fast MT. So it'll show you like a total durability. Oh, okay. And you'd need to like click into it to actually see like the that makes the, sense. The, the each piece because the slick itself is just going to be a carrier, I guess, right. and then. The plates are going to be the things that are actually doing the protection, and then each plate is going to have the durability on it. I mean, that's the part that I'm most excited about is to have a plate in the arm, or like you know, however it's done in each arm, like prefab armor within the arm, and that gets shot, and that goes from forty to thirty-five, and your chest armor is still at hundred. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna be, that's going to be that's going to be like yeah, yeah. So that's actually huge for just like the armor meta in general, right? Because you, it stops you having these like thorax versus stomach versus arms conversations. It means that those armors can actually just be used for what they're supposed to be used for, and they not be stupid, um, which is really, really annoying. So okay, so what was the, what was the rest of this? I mean, this is kind of an interesting one. It's the one that I was like, huh, this is sort of clarifying some things that I hadn't known about. And then they said regarding customizable rigs feature, it'd be pretty easy to do because there'll be presets and everything not be hard to make your own configuration of your own rig which is a bit of a confusing statement because he said it was frozen right so i'm not really sure what that is relating to and then of course there'll be several types of parameter for gear adding different debuffs for example if you have a heavyweight rig it'll drain your mobility of course right the big heavy plates are gonna have i don't know whether they're still gonna have like turn rate debuffs on the plates it might but then it all stacks you know minus ergo weight factor and minus turn rate 
depending on the plate. Maybe it will depending on the rig as well a little bit. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, so we're going to have to see. But yeah, he says, you won't be able to make Juggernaut-type body armor without any punishment. Of course, again, a full feature will be available with or after release. But before that, we will add the custom armor zones, which will introduce a more realistic approach to body armor and hitboxes. So the full feature of including all the customizable rigs and all that stuff is going to happen basically after release, as he's, as he's saying there. But we're going to have this simplified version before then, mm-hmm. which is cool. So yeah, I hope that it's not, I hope that it's not, not stupid and doesn't break the balance that it's, <laughs> as, as we were discussing. Because I think that would be cool. That would, that would be good. And it would add extra things to think about without yes. thinking about your untimely demise to dual sabo, as you're saying. And, you, <laughs> and like, possibly you could loot plates off other people's, you know, like, let's say you shot a guy in oh. the side. And you yeah. go loot him, and it's like, well, I don't want really, to. I don't necessarily want his armor, but I'll take his plates, though. You know. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's going to make armor more accessible in some ways as well, because armor right now is kind of underpowered in many ways. Yeah. Um, at the kind of the top end, like it's it's more powerful in the mid game, and then it like really drops off towards the end, partly because people metify it right so they, they use the rounds because they know it's going to go through the, the armors that everyone's using. That's why the me- the rounds are meta. Um. Mm. You know, if it was if it was slightly different, people were using different bullets. Um, but I think it's because it will change the pricing quite dramatically about these armors and about like it, it means you won't you're not going to have to go all in on something, right? You're not going to have to just buy a slick. You can just buy one plate to protect your front, and then you can protect your your back and sides with like plus four, maybe. So you have like six at the front, four at the sides, or you go like six, five, four. You know, you're gonna. I'm gonna be coming out with these, like you know, here's the perfect optimization video for you know for your for your armors based on all the different angles, and you've got yeah. a six five four strategy for this particular rig and all this stuff. It's gonna be great. So this is gonna be good. I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to it because it was that yeah. randomness that I was concerned about. But this is just increasing complexity for a good reason and decreasing the stupidity of the system that we have now because of the hit zone like issues, basically. Um, I think it's. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun. It'd be good. Cool. So, um, I mean, what was this? Like question five, basically, is there a roadmap? Nikita says no. Next question. Arena's <laughs> um, <clears throat> being worked on by a different team. Okay, fine. We're not doing anything. Your grammar. I mean, to be fair, this is where um, this is where nice guy got his information from in the first place. Where he was just like, maybe the lightkeeper's like finished because he said. We don't have an exact roadmap with the dates. We have our own roadmap, but it's secret. We're working on streets, arena, and technical stuff related to optimization and networking, and then also streets of Tarkov and st- future storyline quests. So anything related to this is what we're mostly focused on. Fair enough. Fair enough. So from that, nice guy gleaned that Lightkeeper must be coming soon, because he wasn't mentioned. So, you know, he must be. By logical deduction. <laughs> <laughs> infallible logical deduction exactly made. exactly exactly he's not on the to-do list so he must be finished yeah it's the only it's the only logical answer I, okay it's a serious answer <laughs> i think it's more likely that uh that's just the big three things on their list you know lightkeeper is probably like a armor plates thing you know he's like a side feature you know yeah probably it's like the in raid trader is kind of its own it's its own thing. And I mean, to be fair, like maybe the Albine mostly th- the way through it. I don't know. Because we were supposed to have had it ages ago. So, you know, maybe they're not like working on it as in, you know, he's got a team of like 10 people who are all working on it. It's like, there's like three guys trying to figure out why it doesn't work. 
um so it's not really being like actively worked on in that sense you know what i mean right, it's not like right. a full feature being created from the I ground mean, up i know. just feel like all hands on deck on arena because they gave dates for that or they gave they gave a window right they said like what autumn of 2022 okay streets nikita said he won by the end of this year okay um and then what everyone always talks about these things so like those got like that's got to be the three biggest things i mean the only thing he probably could have added there was like audio (laughs) yeah exactly because they said oh we're getting rid of team audio and then but there's no like plan as of yet so i don't know i mean at least at least with the desync and networking stuff like we are seeing patches coming Mm-hmm. And I think since the last cast that we did, because I hadn't actually played, yeah, um, since the patch last time, and I saw a few people talking about the changes and about rubber banding, mm-hmm. like listening mm-hmm. to what V was talking about and that kind of thing. Um, you know, people who know more about networking than I do about rubber banding being, I don't know, I guess like we've never had it before and now it's here means that things are becoming slightly more server authoritative than, than they have been in the past. And there's maybe more checks and the client's kind of being forced back in line with the server rather than the other way around, which is the way it's always been done. So that was kind of just some comments that people have made about that. But I mean, at least at least they're trying new things. And and then that's apparently what the packet loss thing is, when there's like desync detected, supposedly. Something along those lines. I'm, I'm not 100% certain. but I'm, um, I'm super curious. What's your experience? Because my hunch is that people with not so great connections are gonna you know feel like it's worse i guess or you know feel like maybe it, you know say it is worse maybe it is worse for them um i didn't feel any different to me okay in the, the the play that i've had last week and i actually did some decent close range fighting as well i played a bit of factory and i was playing reserve underground as well and it felt pretty good um I don't know. It's hard to say. It feels like fast play and playing like with the desync still is quite strong. Um, and my anecdotal like a couple of experiences of <clears throat> I could have just surprised the guys, right? There's definitely the possibility that they didn't know I was there and I just popped out. I had a left hand, so I was just like, we're just going to ego swing this bad boy and just popped out with an RD and just <laughs> got this guy with the, the, um, the quad nod. He didn't even get to shoot. Which is why I was like, hmm. and then there was another yeah. one where there was like a duo who were downstairs. Um, this is in, again, this is in Reserve Underground, and I was on—I can't remember what, what you call it, but it's um, it's the the end of the the bunker where you've got the the metal stairs that go up and out. It's up. Well, um, wait, whichever end that is. You got the you got like you got the ramp that goes to like one of the underground stairwell oh, okay. bits you know yeah, in, yeah. in like the in the in the bunker with the power button and all that kind of thing you got like the ramp that goes one way and then there's a set of metal stairs that goes into like a corridor after that i was up at the top of the metal stairs and i just came like barrel roll like i went full shift w and just like straight off the railings like straight into this guy just just like basically like i don't know i felt like a space marine kind of thing it was so close range it was just like chainsaw through the first guy with the, with the rd and then, you know, have a fight with his friend and kill him. But it, it it still felt to me that pressing the fight is still working. I'm, I'm not sure if that's changed particularly. I I don't know. It's so hard to tell without you... doing any tests. Yeah, for sure. Have you rubber banded at all? Not that I've been able to tell. I would huh. I would imagine it was quite would be quite obvious. 
if you did. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting enough, I was looking at, because um, we did a video about it. Oh, I guess it was like a patch video, and he sent me footage of um, where he got the little symbol, the packet loss symbol mm-hmm. at the top. And as soon as the symbol popped up, he like, I thought his FOV changed because like everything like, you know, got wider. Yeah, yeah, shifted. Mm. But then like, after like talking to some people in Discord and like looking at it again, I realized that he just like rubber banded like back three steps or something, you know, it was like very minor. Okay. Because because his ping was like up in the 100s or something, you know. But um, I figured if your system... Or set up rather that you might be getting since your connections is kind of like funky. yeah it's kind of funny yeah no it, it seems to be okay i mean i actually ran quite a low bit rate mm-hmm. last time and so my ping was a bit more stable than usual had some people i've played one on shoreline and people were just like oh my god the quality i was like sorry this trees and yeah. stuff like <laughs> well, <laughs> i have to go inside yeah exactly like, like yeah it's like playing reserve at night underground is like fine mm-hmm. because yeah there's, well, there's enough there's enough data to go <laughs> it's through just this. black okay. pixels everywhere it's like yeah this is great i can do this <laughs> exactly exactly it's quite it's so funny actually how and you can see it if you're just go, running around like recording stuff like i've started doing more recordings in uh labs because mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter where i test things particularly um but i normally just test them in places that people are familiar with and customs or whatever but like even just the files for like just space management on my own pc i'm just like damn like i do like a yeah 45 second test or and so i'm going to cut it into the video and i'm just like damn, how's that gigabyte like geez, yeah. come on like this is ridiculous so um yeah testing stuff in factory in the the hideout and in like labs is actually pretty good because yeah labs is like super easy on the encoder but shoreline is really not yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, I'm not actually sure whether, like, my issues matter, so to yeah. speak, because I think my ping, because I never get kicked, right? Because mm-hmm. my ping only is there. It, it's weird because the way that Twitch ends up working is you can see it if you open up the network monitor, kind of like it sends it like squirts of packets. And each time you get like a, you know, a, a set of like a block of data that goes, that's when the game gets blocked behind that. And then when it flushes out, I go back again. So I'm just like, 30, 30 ping, 30 ping, 30 ping, 150 ping, 30 ping, 30 ping. 30. So it's only like, it's it's a, a fraction mm. of a second that I actually have a high latency. So it's only for like a few <laughs> frames or something. It's like really weird. Um, so it's, I'm not sure if it's something that would like desynchronize me enough because it's only very short. Um, yeah, I don't like know. When I turned the, yeah, when I turned the data rate down the other day, it was like every like 10 seconds, maybe I would get the high ping thing and the rest of the time it was fine. Sometimes it was even going away because I had I'd set the... Um, Set my bandwidth a bit bit lower even. Do you have um, some, a built-in lag switch every ten seconds for <laughs> your connection? Yeah, it's just like, I just I just yeah. I just can't tell when it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's, you just push uh, and then you happen to like just teleport. And they're watching screen, like yeah. oh, you know, he's he's look every time, you know, you look down left hand side, it's just like, yeah, I'm just looking at task manager to see when the next Twitch block's gonna go out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the data's gone, boys, let's push, let's push. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's yep. interesting. So, yeah, okay. I mean, I guess so, like yeah, it would... I haven't felt anything. That's, yeah, I mean, because I guess if you're not like... I don't know, because the packets... The packets get held until like Twitch sends, so then, then the packets go. Is that... 
I guess so. Like, I feel like you would, well, I, you, you should yeah, be getting I don't ever get, like, a packet loss. I don't ever get, like, a packet loss symbol. I, I think the thing is the the system registers that some packets were late or later. Okay, so but it's I think, just delayed. But I think, it's a very, I think it's a very small number. So I think, like, mo- you know, 95% of them go through in a normal time. Mm-hmm. And then 5% get a little bit of a delay, and then it comes back again. Because like if there's any spike, you get the ping symbol in the corner, yeah, 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 yeah. and then it goes. So it goes like thirty, thirty, thirty. It goes like one fifteen, thirty, 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 one fifteen, thirty, thirty, thirty. And I think it's that that it's registering because that, but it's there constantly because it's happening all the time. Because I'm sending a constant amount of information to Twitch all mm-hmm. the time. Like I can even look at it now because I'm sending info to Twitch at the moment, and it's like the task manager is just like this on the network activity, like up, 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 up. And I'm sure if you zoomed in, I'm sure it would just be like. Nothing, nothing, then a block, then nothing, 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 block, nothing, nothing, then a block. Because hmm. of, of how it chunks it up or something. Again, like I'm, I'm not a network engineer or anything, so I'm not really sure how this stuff works. But that's just the, is what I've observed as how it seems to happen. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't seem to affect my gameplay at all, at least for me. It doesn't seem to affect me at all. Yeah. Um, imagine if like I get fiber and then I'm just like, turn out I'm just like complete dog shit. <laughs> Nah, I feel like you should... Ah, ah, dude, you can't get fiber yet. You gotta do some tests, dude. You need a, you need a two-PC setup. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. that wouldn't help. Well, yeah, that wouldn't help because you'd be on the same network. <laughs> you need someone in your local area to connect to a local server and you guys could run some tests. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, it's just... I'm, like, more... If anyone's listening and you're, like, you know, a network guru and, like, like, oh, these guys, like, please comment down below. You know, I would love to just, like, know... Like this, this stuff is like I hear bits and pieces and like buzzwords, but I don't like, dude. My understanding of this stuff is like so elementary; it's not even funny. So, yeah, same here. So it's probably I probably know less about this than like anything else mm. within computing, whatever. Anyway, um, was there anything else? There was a few other like questions from from the Q and A. They they asked him about co-op offline. What's your impressions of this? And you want to develop it more? And he said he, he loves co-op mode because it allows you to role-play and create different scenarios and that they've really got on YouTube, whatever. So um, they're going to add some more different parameters. You'll be able to really set up your raid, which is which is really neat. Yeah. Um, I just hope that we get to see more things like time and date, turning off scavs, please, come on. Weather you know, would be nice as well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So all of that kind of stuff, which would be, which would be super cool. Um. It was mentioned that BSG might release a mobile app for hideout and traders. Do you still have plans to do it? Yes, we still do. We have everything designed. We just we have all the assets. We just need to actually start working on it. There's a high possibility it'll be available upon release. Cool. I think that's a really good thing because the people that can like, you know, sit and just like refresh traders, like, you know, they have access to their PCs every like three hours on resets and buy ammo, whereas like some people just like, probably most people don't have that capability yeah. like that's kind of yeah I've i feel like that's an unfair situations. thing and like oh i just can never get 12 you know i have three hours of play when does prepper reset i miss a reset guess i can't rush run the ash 12 again for the 365 day in a row right, that's a little long but you know what i mean yeah it's pretty it's pretty rough yeah it's pretty rough so that'd be cool um they flip back to observer mode or creative mode in mm-hmm. offline um, which he said, yeah, it's po- it will be possible in offline, also most likely in co-op. There'll be a player with the ability to spectate in free look, record a custom perspective of a fight or a custom scenario. Like it's it's just it's just great that they're on board with that stuff. Yeah, I'm just super happy. Yeah, you know they have because uh, I think there was a while where they were not sure um, 
but they've kind of seen the light and see what people can do with this stuff and it's only good for the game and it's so good for the creative community and it, it sets up like <laughs> it sets up things that they they like within the game to be able to create that experience and yeah. use it as simulator for for cool events and and operations and stuff like that it's it's neat it's it's a neat thing I think it, it fits with their vision and i can't really imagine it's that much work for them i mean i could be wrong but i feel like they probably already have some type of tools like in-house tools even if they're like kind of scuffed um or even if they're just like command lines you know they could easily make a yeah. ui for it. like i'm sure it's very like it's it's should be doable by them so I'm glad that some it's of the like, other stuff for sure. yeah, I'm glad it's like, you know, on their radar now. Like, okay. Yeah. You know, we, we, we can do this. Let's do it. You know, we're on yeah. Board. Would you rather make free cam in offline mode or fix the audio? I know which one I'd rather do. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. if, I'm, if I'm on the task list, I know which, uh, which project hmm, I'd rather looking be at this on. list. I'll take free cam mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like all the way at the bottom. He's like, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so some players think the current AI is still at high level of difficulty with a single behavior pattern. Um, would you consider increasing the intelligence of the AI? Which could, we, I, I love the way it's phrased. It's probably translated, <laughs> but it's like, will right. you consider increasing the intelligence <laughs> of the AI as if like it's a purposeful design choice to make it the way it is? Right. Um, or mimicking the player's <laughs> behavior as much as possible. What are the next changes? Well, I mean, it's just like, it's, it's too vague, right? You just, I can't tell you the exact changes. Big list of fixes. We're always working on it. AI is something that cannot be completed in, for example, two months. It'll be constantly changing. I feel that even after release, we'll still be changing it to make it more realistic. Yeah. Same as always, right? Same as always. Oh, I keep reading about I... people trying to hunt for the goons, and it's just like, oh my God. What do you mean? Just getting shot out of just like literally oh, nowhere. Yeah. Like I, was, I was doing a bit of goon stuff in offline as well. Actually, I didn't mean to be. I was doing something else. I was trying to see if I could like do a, a long shot on Lighthouse. But I kept spawning it with, I think, do you need to spawn it with bosses to make the rogues appear? I can't remember, but I, I did it anyway, because that's how it used to work. You had to mm. press bosses to make them work. And then every time I went in the goddamn offline mode, the three goons would spawn up at chalet and then would laser beam me onto that like sniper rock section. It's honestly absurd. And it was like I'm out sorry. of the, it was just like out of the fog. Like, it was a foggy thing as well. I was like, oh God. Like, it said, oh, it's sunny. So I'll just go in with like the current, the current weather. I go in, it's just like, <laughs> super thick fog and like borderline yeah. drizzle i'm like oh my god after getting shot i, I brought like a thermal in as well because i was like testing something else and, like even with a thermal i could like barely see them i was just getting lasered at one point i just kind of like accepted my fate and there was just two sets of like m62 tracer just flying in <laughs> this is you know you've got like the um the stress like out, outside effect on the screen mm-hmm. just like just going crazy and then big pipes grenade launchers just going into the mountain next to me and i just like stood there just accepting my fate like well i guess i'm not doing the tests i wanted to <laughs> it's tough man oh man yeah what were you gonna say i cut you off before buddy something about ai um i was gonna make a really lame joke so it's oh. we're, we're past it so we're gonna let okay. it slide. Okay, There's there'll be plenty of other it. segments for lame jokes. Trust me. Good, good. Um, okay, what do they say? They said, "How do you feel about Escape from Tarkov being copied?" You basically said, "We don't like Lost Light, but we do <laughs> like all the other games." That because <laughs> he was just like, you know, it's a good thing for the development industry, the game development industry, when people are utilizing mechanics and da da da. But if it's a direct copy or a rip off, mm-hmm. Church. It's a direct copy or rip off, then they're not keen. They're not keen. Yeah. 
I think it is Easy. a copy, but it's yeah. a, it's a it's they didn't. I don't think they rip ads, assets. I like them. They like they. Ah, I mean, you maybe you could, but I don't know. That's the funny thing, isn't it? It's just like ripping assets is one thing, but right. having all of the same items in the game, it's like well, all the things are real, so you can't really complain, right? It's like, yeah, it's like oh man, they copied our AK seventy four asset. How dare? Well, I mean. You know, they copied the AK-74 in our game. How dare you? Know what I mean? It's just kind of like... Yeah, like if you but build is... all of those models <laughs> yourself, then like... It, 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 for all of its purposes, it is a copy of Tarkov. It's like the same formula, dude. So uh, yeah. That's great. But it's... um, I guess it's a compliment to them, I suppose. Yes. That's how I see it. Yeah. And then the most discussed question in the community, I, I don't even think this is true. Um, the most discussed question in the community is whether or not Escape from Tarkov is coming to Steam. I haven't <laughs> seen it, people talking about that forever. Like at one point, yeah. it was a big, a big topic. But what, like three years ago, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like, ever see it now? It'd be nice for like. I mean, I feel like it should be a decent priority to them, but maybe not now. Not so much. Um, just because Tarkov's more a lot more popular than what it used to be, because it was yeah. just like really shady, dude. But when I first like was trying to get in Tarkov, I was like, "Oh, they have their own launcher." Mm. Like you know, mm. what I mean, it just it just makes me uneasy. Like the whole yeah. thing makes me uneasy. So enter yeah, your it, password. Again, it, and... feels, it, it feels like the games we were talking about last time, right? <laughs> <laughs> All those like old school like Korean MMOs. Oh my and god, kind of thing, dude, and they've got yeah. like their own. It's like. I, I, I don't even know. I was going to try and like create the name of like a you know indie game dev from 2002 off the top of my head, but I just like mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't do it. But you'll have like you know Nixon Plus launcher or whatever, and it's like <laughs> yeah. it's only for one game. Like I don't know. Right. You, know you try to pay, and it's like oh, you have to go through like Exola. You can't go through anything else. Um, and it's like which region are you? You know, it's like you. It all depends on like yeah, all right, you get locked into that region for payment and. It does. It does feel kind of strange, but yeah. I mean, it would be a good, a good idea tactically. I think from them to have, well, maybe to have the Steam integration come with the release of the game. Yeah, I mean, whether that's then like, oh, the release of the game, and it's like everything's broken, guys, because it's like a big white where we've changed loads of stuff, and then all these people come in. Oh, hello, I'm Mr. Timmy, come from Steam because I never wanted to play Tarkov until now, and they come in and oh, what is this? Everything's on fire. It's just like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they want to wait. Perhaps they want to wait till it's like actually released, so they don't have to like go through Steam's whole early access system. Yeah, you know, I know it's been like revised. At least I think it's been revised than what it used to be. I mean, there used to be some serious garbage on Steam back in the days, but uh, perhaps that's why they want to hold off. I'm not sure. I mean, what's crazy? I was looking at Steam charts the other day and. Apex was like released maybe like a year ago on Steam and it's like top 10 or something on like concurrent players. And you gotta think like for like some people may not have Steam, like they're using the EA launcher play game. I, you know, I don't know who would do that, but they probably do exist. So I don't know how many like actual players in total there are, but yeah, it's just kind of wild to think. Um, that that game is like, I don't know how. I mean, that game's been out for what, like 2018, 2019? It came out, yeah. And yeah, it's still like, 
it was crazy too. PUBG is still like number. Oh God, what was it? It was like top five. I was like, what? Anyways, I'm getting, I'm getting. Is that just because it's like, yeah, is that is that just like a recent resurgence? I know that there was a big resurgence. Like that's true. It did go free to play some months ago. Yeah, because of that. Yeah, that's so, true. I'm not sure, and I'm just not sure if I could go back to PUBG. You know, I'm just not sure if I could go back to it. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I did try one time. I played like two games with looted for twenty minutes and got shot instantly in the head and died. And I was just like, "Sounds like yeah. Tarkov." <laughs> yeah, kind kind of, <laughs> but uh, it felt even more pointless. Yeah, I get you. You know what I mean? Because, like, can you even play that game unranked? Or, or yeah, you probably can, right? I think so. I don't. I mean, do they even have a rank system? How the ranking even works? Anyways, I don't know. It's a while since I played. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So right. yes, Steam would be a good a good thing for them, I think. Um, when when they come close to release, and then they talked about cheaters, and basically there was nothing of value in that. Well, except hold on. No, really. I thought the reporting would it be possible to have some sort of reporting feedback mechanism such as a message from NPCs to inform user progress to reports, blah, 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 blah. And if you say, yes, feedback system will be added. You'll be able to see if the player you, you reported got banned or not. Um, yeah, blah, blah, blah. The rest is like cheating stuff. That's huge, man. Like, dude, I can't like, God, that's like, that should have been done like two years. And like, it, it's been long overdue. Um, the next yeah. step is getting people refunded their stuff. That would be really great. Yeah, because the cycle does that, right? Yeah. I think, did you tell me about that in one of our other casts? I did, yeah. I mm. they, That would, it would just help, you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't solve the issue, but instead of getting, like, kicked in the nuts and then left there to, like, you know, bent over, just, like, heaving, at least, at least you get a free trip to the ambulance. You know, they'll call the call an ambulance for you. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. All right, you kicked me in the nuts, but at least you called the. Ambulance. I don't know what's up with the story. The heck is this analogy? But you get you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever get kicked in the nuts, I'd call you an ambulance. <laughs> Thanks. Too. Thanks, dude. I'm glad. Good. I'm gonna start wearing a cup glad around you. That one up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there aren't many cheating initiatives planned because we have a lot of stuff relating to busting cheaters and it works pretty well. I don't know. I mean, dude, I don't. I mean, I know. <laughs> you give me I that look. People, I know some people picked up on that in particular. They were just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, know. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't, I don't see many cheaters myself, but there's a whole I, I mean, I will say this swipe. I do feel like I ran into more cheaters but yeah towards like you know i was playing a lot this way to be fair maybe more than others but which is kind of hilarious given how much they've tried to like combat rmt and like rmt is like propped up as like the big bad you know guy because it like you know funds all the cheaters and then my experience at least has been like there's been more cheaters than what I usually encounter that that are like to me obvious, anyways, based off my own personal yeah. detection rate, if you will. But and I think we kind of almost predicted that, though, right, as a community, because we predicted in general 
the rise or the, the increase in the relative number of people doing carries as opposed to people just doing like pure RMT. And what's kind of ironic is that on the Twitter post where they actually put this Q&A, there was somebody advertising their carry service literally on the tweet, which is nice. the most like barefaced advertisement Damn. I've ever seen in my entire life. Not but, like because I mean, she can ban them off Twitter. <laughs> exactly, right? Or even yeah. delete their comment or anything. Like, it's just, right. what, what can you do? Which is pretty funny in a sort of sick sense. But um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing with these with these carry services. Like, if the idea is to go around and kill everybody or whatever, then you're going to run into them more because they're actually going off the killing players rather than just, like, farming cash because they've already got the money from the guy that they're taking around. They don't really care about, like, what loot it is. I guess they probably try to avoid people if they can, but if the carry service involves killing people, then well, that's, so be it. Right. Like, if you just want, like, a bunch of gear, you know, mm. they bring you a raid backpack, and then <coughs> you just get all this player loot. Like, it kind of makes yeah. sense. So, Cold Joe Bishop brought up a good point in, in your chat, Giga. He said, isn't that because labs is a problem to get into? And I think that's actually a valid point, because it is extremely... Like, you have to have max therapists. Dude, I've literally only gotten one labs card crown and raid this wipe. I think maybe two, but I died with the other one. Maybe. But like Boy, none of the scabs or Yeah, literally my scav. My scav. Like I got one from my scav. But you know, I've checked scav I mean, I'm not like religious on checking scavs pockets, but like absolutely none on like scav bosses. They just don't have them anymore. Um that was like the main place I got mine from at least. Mm. What's so, your scav rep? Oh, maybe like two. Positive. Okay. <laughs> I've had I've had quite a few at this point. I say quite a few. I mean, I've my scav rep is I think it's just five now, like just over five. That's a lot. It is a lot, but it's not six. Um, I mean, there's three hundred more scav raids than I've played, so it's it's some like car extracts as well. I like did sure. I guess. Um, but yeah, even still, it's quite a lot because I just like run through factories. But I think yeah. I've probably, I would probably say I've had 15 is probably conservative. 20 is probably realistic because I get them for like the daily quests. I okay. them in that. So I don't know. Maybe you, maybe there's a threshold over about three or four where once you're over that, then you start getting a lot more. I'm not sure. I, it, it does feel like I've had more recently, but it's hard to tell. I'm, I'm, can't really remember. Well, regardless, they definitely... They're much harder to get, though, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you can't sell them on the flea market. That's the other big thing. Yeah. So you literally have to grind. If you're cheating, you get a new account, you just can't go labs. Like, it's just like you would have to grind your scav, whether that's leveling them up or just, like, constantly playing your scav. Um... Like if if you like if if so how many you got like five scav rep that's like what five hundred factory runs that's like oh, that, at least like five minutes give or take for like loading in and everything probably yeah um so they have to grind like five times five hundred oh god and then it's we're talking about minutes and sixty minutes is yeah twenty five hundred I hate it when two, I hate doing this two, math fifty and then six goes into that well like uh, it's a lot. Or like 40 hours or something? T hours, yeah. <laughs> they would probably get banned at that time if they're like cheating, right? Like blatant cheating. Yeah. I mean, most likely, I feel like. But I just, my point is, I think 
they did because of that change the cheaters perhaps that have any other options like uh reserve probably is like reserve and lighthouse are probably like the two that they would like go to because the raider gear if they're trying to like rmt still i don't know because you like what would you anyways I, I the only reason I say that is because you, the Raider gear, you know, you can get BP and then sell the BP off the flea, and then you have all this money, and then you somehow convert that money into something for the player. But I don't know what you just buy them gear. I guess I don't know anymore. I really don't know how RMT works. I'm pretty sure it's literally just carries now, but whatever. Point is, that's a good point, and I think uh, that could be a very reasonable explanation for my increase in perceived cheating this wipe yeah yeah it's true and the thing about that though is that nikita saying the most powerful tool that we have in our arsenal is the player reports if you're getting killed by people who are more obvious and you're reporting them more then these people are potentially getting banned more quickly than people who are just farming them out they never see any other player like it 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 has to be a net positive do you know what i mean like if somebody who doesn't interact Maybe. with other players is never getting reported they like sprint in with super speed or teleport or whatever, and they teleport to all, or they stand in the spawn and they have that weird thing where they just like loot, just like on the spot oh, from all saying. the hot spots, and then they yeah, just like yeah, teleport yeah. to extract and just leave. Like those people just never get reported ever. So at least if like people are doing carries and they are killing PMCs and they, they have to expose themselves to the player base somewhat, so the, their chances of getting, of getting, um, band is is higher. It's, yeah, whether it's meaningful or not is, you know, you could argue about that, but, um, it's now better and easier to detect people in theory. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Nikita seems to say that it's in, that it works and that it's in, you know it's important and that they that they like people reporting and that it does. They at least think it works. So let's keep doing it. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. So I think that was it from the the Q and A. It did seem to come completely out of the blue. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, shout outs to, uh, what was it, Haybox? I'm guessing he's like a, you know, non-English <laughs> personnel streamer guy, personality. That's my hunch. Anyways, because um, this Maybe. was a transcript, so I'm mm. assuming that, you know, he spoke Russian, but I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, in, in other news, I don't know, did I... Well, I'm not sure if I'd reached level 46 last week. I'm not actually sure. I, I think, think maybe so. I hadn't. I don't think so. I think you I you probably would have said, Church, I'm finally done with Longline. <laughs> I can get off that map. Well, well, I, I'm not done with Longline. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't Unless... finish Longline. <laughs> that's, that's, that's definitely not, not what happened. I mean, if, to be fair, long line, I'm at 15 out of 30. So, Oof, I'm getting there. Giga. How long are you I'm getting there? I mean, you were sick, so I guess you get a pass, but Giga. Oh, man. yeah. I basically didn't play. So, I played Wednesday, then I didn't play Thursday, Friday because I was sick. I didn't play the weekend. Then I canned it on Monday, Tuesday because I couldn't speak. So, I did scripts instead. And then I played Wednesday and Thursday. So, I've only played two days, actually, since like the desync patch. Which is which was ages ago. Yeah. So like yeah, I've I've actually hardly played. But um okay. I was doing I was doing some other stuff instead just because I just couldn't be bothered to play interchange and I was like, I don't want to play interchange feeling rusty. Yeah, fair because, enough. 
you know, you come back after a week and it's just like, man, I do feel rusty. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. yeah. You know, no, if you've just been like making YouTube stuff for a week, I'm like, no, I'm not playing. I'm not playing interchange on, under those circumstances. Yeah. I'll play things that I know and like. <laughs> so I was doing a bit of like a few random bits and pieces, but um, doing some like reserve night, which is kind of fun just because I need to do insomnia. And there's that random quest where you kill raiders um, on reserve. You have to kill like 30 or like 50. 30. Yeah, it's, a, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. So I was like, well, maybe we can combine the two because it's definitely going to be PvP down there. If there's nobody there because it's a night raid, I can just pull the switch and just kill raiders and then leave. Um, and so it's kind of like a win-win. So if the, the raid's dead, I get a free shot of the raiders. If there's people there, I get a, I get a shot of insomnia, which is kind of cool because I know some people combine insomnia and, and longline, but I'm just like, oh, God, like night raids is not really my thing and interchange is also not really my thing so like combining the two things that are not my thing together is just gonna ensure that it takes me a literal eternity to complete both of them so i was like you know i've practiced reserve underground before so i was like fine we'll do that but um in the process of doing that I did actually manage to finally get to level 46 um and i think that was i think i was really close previously i think this is the way it ended up going because as i said i didn't really play um but i managed to tip over to 46 before this week mm-hmm. in the intervening period at some point like while i was sick and off and all this stuff um because i think i completed some stupid daily and my weekly was literally resetting the following day um and i was like okay we're gonna see what this is like the first cracked weekly that i'm gonna have um and it came through and it was like aramid ripstop kadura fleece as a weekly like can you imagine and like yeah it was quite a lot of each one but i mean dude like total freebie it was like 240k xp or something and i was like oh my god this is absolutely insane and i was right at the beginning of level 46 and i only needed like 270k xp to get to level 47 so this was like most of it and then the next daily i had was at like 22,000 xp for again more ripstop like i had another fabrics thing as a daily like literally the following day so i got to level 47 without actually playing which is insane. Like 46, like it takes so long to get to wow. 46. And then it was literally like 47. I got just by literally crafting fabric in my hideout. I'm so glad you said it. And I have to, you said without actually playing, that's, that's the key phrase, man. I just like, God, how could like, ah, uh, every, t- I, I like those quests. Cause you, you, it's it, like you said, it's a freebie and I will like recycle until I get, I guess I have like, I have the hoarding problems. Like I'm a hoarder. I have all those junk boxes. So I'll just like reset a bunch of them until I get like a turn in that I can do. And um, yeah, dude, pinnacle of quest design, just, just <laughs> click, click buttons and turn it. And it's just like, God, I love it. I love it. Yeah, exactly. And then I think it was either that one or one of the other ones where it might even have been a daily actually. I got like two pestily plague masks and two tank batteries out of it. I was just like, dude, that's like half a mil. Literally just like a cool half a mil from daily, like no problem. Which was which was kind of weird. And like we were talking about it a little bit with chat. I just after getting to this point, I do wish that they just brought the the crack dailies back from 46 to 42. Like it would smooth that process out so much, or at least put an intermediary stage in which is half of the XP. Because Getting from 42 to 46 is such a grind. You don't really unlock anything except long line at level 45. So, like, does it really matter if people kind of speed up through those four levels and then, oh, they're suddenly really speedy from level 46 to 50? Like, the whole thing's just super weird. I would, I mean, I might have talked about this before, so stop me if you heard this before. But I just feel like 
I don't want to like blame it all on dailies and weeklies, but I just feel that they're there to serve a purpose of like, let's stretch out the the, the requirements to cap it. And now you just have all these like filler quests. Like, you know what I'm, you know what I mean? Like, it's not even like, cause it's, it's weird, right? As soon as you pass 45, you just get the huge chunk and XP boost, you know? Yeah. And it's, and like, I don't know, none of the quests are like fun, like survive interchange 40 times, you know, it's like, and the rewards are random. I mean, like, I just, I don't know, man. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like they're, they're cool at the start of the wipe when like XP is really important, you know, for like leveling up and they're like side, you know, like those side, like, oh, I, I need to also collect matches when I'm going to get the pocket watch for my daily or whatever. But what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I, I will say, I don't know whether this is necessarily, you know, it's not me completely blessing the system and saying, like, the system's good. Mm-hmm. But I do feel a lot more compelled to do them. Yeah, because sure. Because of the amount of XP that they give you. Like, I, I feel like I'm just like, oh, I actually want to play and achieve these side quests because of the XP is actually meaningful. And without that, I would actually be quite... I wouldn't be looking forward to going from 46 to 55 otherwise what if you know what i mean like literally just the quite like because kappa's 55 so doing all the quests like if you're going to go for kappa you have to get to 55 with the dailies it's fairly straightforward if you do them like okay enough. so if basically it's a freaking grind dude to get to 55 oh my god i'm not even sure the xp difference. i could probably just go and look it up actually i'm gonna go and look it up how, how much it actually is because I'm sure it's probably it's probably as much as all the XP that you had up until that point again, I would imagine. Basically what you're saying is, given the choice, on one hand, no dailies, you would go labs and kill raiders all day over and mm. over and over to get capo. Versus now, yeah. you have some variety. Yes, basically. Okay. Um, I mean, I can so get on board with that. To do. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so level 46, the cumulative total XP is 3.66 million, and level 55 is 6.6 million. So it is pretty much, it's not quite double. I'd have to get all the experience that I have up until now again to get to level 55. So I probably wouldn't even make 55. Like, probably, uh, it'd be, it'd be hard-pressed, right? Because we're like probably halfway through at the moment. So I'd probably, if I was playing at the same rate as I had done the whole time through, I mean, and that's the thing, right? I don't have those quests to complete. Like normally you've got loads of quests to complete at the start. I'm not sure how much cumulative XP that is, but it's a big deal. And some of my progress now is also based on dailies and other stuff. So I, I, I guess that you'd have like the basic daily still. Anyway, it's a real grind. And yeah, it's the only there's only a few ways of doing it. And this gives you other ways of doing it. And otherwise it would just really suck. And I probably wouldn't do it. Whereas I actually feel compelled, and I just probably wouldn't, and I wouldn't be going for Kappa because I'll be like, well, the level requirement is impossible, so there's no point in completing the mm-hmm. quest. And so I would just probably stop even trying for it. And I wouldn't try and complete Tutor Born or any of that stuff. But because it's like kind of in reach and the level requirement, I'm like, oh, I could probably get that because of the, the way the dailies are done. Like maybe I will go for Kappa and maybe I will try and, you know, stretch goal these extra quests. Like that's kind of where I'm at at the minute. 
so I don't think the system's perfect, but it's definitely given me that kind of like, and it's it's hard to that it drive doesn't. to play is like an intangible thing, right? But like I feel it. Like I have quests that I know I can complete, and I'm like, I want to do them. It doesn't detract from the game. In other words, the addition of it didn't like make the game worse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, also, it's things yeah. like I've got quests to kill five scavs with like leg shots. And normally I wouldn't care because the XP doesn't matter, but I'm like, okay, well, that's going to be, you know, I'm going to go and do this, but I might also meet PMCs on the way. So we'll kind of incorporate that into some other things that I'm doing. You know, it's like it just gives you another thing to think about that's kind of interesting and it's allowing you to get XP while you do something else. I think it's only dull if you are just like, I am going to robotically complete this quest and that's all I'm going to do. You don't try to like weave it into anything else. I mean, like, oh, is there anything else I could do on the way? to maybe get a shooter born kill or da 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 like where can I kill a scout that's gonna give me an opportunity for that? You know, that kind of thing. That's that's what I like thinking about. And yeah, again, it's just it's more interesting than just going killing raiders or rogues for like a billion hours. So I Yeah, know, at least I think for me, I'm, it's kinda of working. I think I'm just biased because I don't care about capo. So therefore I don't care about XP past that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even sure why I care about Kappa. I kinda do. I I I'm just convinced it's just something to do. You know what I mean? It's just some, just like looting. It's something to do. Just like shooting PMCs. It's something to do. You know, it's just like. Maybe. I don't really know. <laughs> don't look at chat. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying. Oh, boy. Game. Oh, boy. Yeah, you've been playing that Lost Light. Yeah. Dude, I was because I was just, just gonna say I, would, I wish I really wish Tarkov would like copy Lost Light now in this one area, dude. The the freaking ranked mode, I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't really understand. Um, like someone asked me, I was like, well, what? Why play ranked? Like, what's the point? I was like, damn, that's a good question. <laughs> why play ranked? And I looked at it, and you get you get points like currency for like ranking up and stuff and they have a shop you can buy like gear and ammo and like items cases you know things like that but also as you go up the ranks you get rewards like if you play like 10 matches in this rank and kill 10 you know pmcs if you will and and then you unlock like a dog tag case and they just give it to you and you just like have that or you get like a bigger key tool so it's like um it basically is like a quest, I guess, but it's in that same way you were describing because of the ranked mode, how it like adds a twist to it. You can also do like normal task, but also have like the task of doing ranked and anyways. Yeah. Anyways. That's kind of cool. It almost sounds like arena in some ways, but in the game still, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I guess Tarkov was like never going to have the ranked mode. It's going to be an arena. Yeah, I really don't like the term ranked because it's, I mean, it's not real. Like, I mean, I guess it is because they use it in their matchmaking as well. But, like, just when I hear the term ranked and, like, Escape from Darko formula, I just, like, you know, something inside me just, like, cringes a little bit. You know what I mean? But this is actually, it's actually pretty cool. I like it. It's funny that you've basically been maining this, like, clone game. It's, it's, <laughs> I know, it's, it's, it's so bizarre, right? But I can't help it, myself, dude. It's so weird. <laughs> it is weird. I, I think it's just, it's literally, like, all the features that you want. Like, you want mount, you want, uh, not mounting, um, 
freaking what's it called when you like climb over stuff vaulting right oh vaulting yeah yeah this has it so it's like dude you know like on woods when you try to go up the rocks and stuff that are like you can't like get off them and this game it has vaulting and it's like like literally i look at these geometries that are supposed to be like rocks i'm like I can bolt up this like god i wish tarkov had this because it's just like it just makes it so much more like uh enjoyable you know the armor plates it's like god i wish tarkov had this you know it's just like uh the ranked man yeah. god i wish tarkov had this that'd be so cool dude yeah god i, I remember when PUBG didn't have vaulting and it was awful <laughs> yeah. and then they added it like really soon after i started playing and i was like this is amazing um so i, I definitely feel you on that for sure. Like Tarkov could definitely do with, with vaulting. It's funny, like, no one ever talks about it. I think we're, like, kind of so used to the mechanics. It's one of those things that, because it's not, like, a bug per se, it's just, like, a feature that's missing. People don't really think about it. Like, occasionally people are just like, oh, God, I got, like, stuck on this tree tree stump. It's, like, extremely annoying. Or there's, like, a big branch you can't, like, jump over. Or the tiniest little step is just too high yeah. for you to be able to walk over. It's, like, a couple in particular, there's one on customs on the, I'd never know which way to describe customs because oh. it's like north or south. But if you're, if you're up at the dorm's edge and you're kind of on the right hand side, there's that, the break in the wall kind of towards the stash and like off towards the, the, um, the big pylons or whatever. And there's like the break in the wall and you always have to jump over that little step. And it's extremely annoying because it's like six inches or something. And you're like, Really? <laughs> like really i have to do like a full pmc jump over there's like tiny little brick i was basically i was thinking of the the freaking two-story bathroom window you know oh you gotta, gotta run out the trash bag and like you know get your right foot on the you know tip of the chair and then jump off that and like look down and crouch so you can like land the window but you have to jump at like just the precise angle like dude could you imagine just like walking over there and like double tapping space and you just like climb in there like oh yeah, there's like so many random things in Tarkov that are just like stupid platformer style mechanics. <laughs> yes. You know, like like I know they changed it. You know, like the the portally wall jump over to yeah. <laughs> like I know they changed it to make it easier now, but it used to just be like, oh yeah, you know, you but you have to walk because of the angle of the jump off like the lip of the car, right. like like you know the <laughs> yeah off the back of the car thing, like just the corner, and then oh my god, skill issue, skill <laughs> issue. Yeah, exactly. But my but my skill cap. <laughs> My, my skill, skill cap and unvaulting my skill ceiling. <laughs> so it separates the best from the, you know, the <laughs> mediocre. Oh my god, too funny. God, it just reminds me of like the old StarCraft communities. Just like when StarCraft 2 came out, this is like you don't need to manually put your workers on the minerals anymore. And it was just like game's dead. Like game, the game's dead. You killed the game. <laughs> you killed the game. You don't have to manually I, put uh... all of your workers on the minerals anymore. Like this is it. It was an important part of the APM, like my skill set. Yeah, was yeah. Gone. I love it. There is, there is an argument there, I will say, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. No, but and, I'd, um, I'd love the, like, over-exaggerated, you know, like, my skill cap. I just love it. Dude. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Dude, they have this other crazy thing in Lost Light where there's, like, a global chat. And so when you, okay. when you die, right, you get knocked, you know, and you can... There's stems that you can self-revive. You have, like, teammates. They can revive you. But you can do this one thing called send out uh, like an SOS, like emergency signal. And I was like, think, you know, I didn't really understand what it did. I mean, I'm like learning the game as I go. You know, there's not really like, you know, the, the, the market on this thing is really small. There's not a lot of YouTube videos yeah. out there. But um, 
I noticed in the global chat, I would see these messages like, you know, please come help. I died to a firefly, which is like the equivalent to a BMC or whatever. And I click join and I literally just jump in the middle of their factory raid and we're on a team and he's down there knocked and I can see him and I run over there. I killed the guy that was like moving to like Lunar or something and I picked them up and he was like such a newbie dude because we were like five minutes left in the raid and he was like he had to been playing on mobile because he was like <laughs> he's just like panning left and right like really slowly <laughs> he was dying laughing he's the people that you're playing against church is not all I accused you okay. last time is this, is this why it's so fun no 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 I've I've ranked up dude so you got it like because the matchmaking, whether you play ranked or not, it matches you based off that. Oh, okay. So okay. I, yeah. But <laughs> long story short, it was like a minute and thirty seconds to, till like the raid ended, and I was like mm-hmm. jumping, shooting, like get this guy to come over because like every AI would aggro onto us, and he would like stop and like pan over and shoot. I had to like get around him and shoot into like, come on, dude, and you go loot him and. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't know how to like communicate to him. It was so funny. We finally made it out there, but I was like, "Dude, that's so cool! You can like just like pop in the middle of a raid and like help someone." Like I was like, "What?" Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. I I want to do how many how many maps are there on this thing? Four. There's factory. (laughs) Yeah, factory is literally like the factory expansion times two. Like, yeah. it's got, like, the, all these weird extra routes. I think you um, said about that last time, actually, yeah. What were the other ones? There's, like, a giant sniping map, which is, like, woods, but not really woods. It's nothing like it. Uh, but, like, I guess I'm, like, you know, it's a Tarkov yeah. coffee. It's got to have a sniping woods map. You know, there's got to be trees everywhere, you know. It's got um, customs. <laughs> it's called, like, Harbor or something. And it's, like, it's, it's literally, like, customs, but, like, all the, like, points of interest are, like, crammed together it's it's weird but um and it's got their own map which is called art company it's like uh i guess it's kind of like what the streets of tarkov would be if it was like really small you know yeah. like there's one like big main office building or like and uh like an industrial complex like little apartments and then like a big corpo building but anyways <laughs> Are, there, are these maps like are they as big? They're not surely not as big as they are in EFT. They must be a lot smaller, right? Mm, no, I would say like, uh, like the harbor map, for example, versus customs. Like I said, it's 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 kind of big, um, but it's like it's like customs, but everything's a little bit closer together. And the detail surely can't be there in the map design. No, 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 yeah. no. no. Not at all. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Yeah. I can't. I'm not even sure what to make of this. Like, it's it's so funny. As as you say, it's like it's just something completely new, but it's the same formula. So it's kind of like it's it would be it would almost be like playing like a different FPS. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, you main like one shooter and then a regular shooter, and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna play like some Battlefield rather than playing like Call of Duty or whatever. It's like it's all different, and you start again. You don't know the mechanics, you don't know the maps, like, but it's, it's similar enough that it's. You feel like you have an advantage over other people who like have never played that genre, kind of. I don't know, it's some, something like that, you know. It's tangential enough. I guess it's even closer than that, though. Yeah, even closer. Yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of like PUBG when it first came out, and then like there was, you know, I guess like Fortnite would be like the closest thing. I'm sure there was some other like 
clones that were trying to do the same thing at the same time. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like the same thing. Like, it's the exact same mode as, you know. Or maybe it's so, like going from Dota to League. It's just like, oh, I'm going to play some League, but I don't know any <laughs> of the heroes, but, like, I know the mechanics and stuff. Yeah, pretty well, much, um, yeah. And, you know, Dota's like the superior kind of game, so, yeah, that makes sense. That checks out, yeah. <laughs> you enrage all the League players <laughs> in the chat simultaneously. I also agree with you, but, it's you know, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. We know where we stand on that on that topic. We know where we stand on that topic. It's funny. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, it's, it's just so funny that you're still playing it, dude. Yeah, you yeah, got to so. give it a try, dude. I've had people come in and be like, man, Church, I heard you talk about this on the Scav Talk, but this is actually kind of fun. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm t- yeah. see, I'm not crazy. See? <laughs> I have to at least, like, give it a little, a little yeah. play. Like just, some... just to see. I downloaded it. I did download it. Oh, okay. So that's the first step. Because I was like, oh, let me just download this. And it was just like, this is going to take a literal eternity. Starting one eternity, I was just like, oh, my God, really? Like, is it- it's actually quite big. Um, yeah as a game i was like oh my internet's just like you know snail speed so i was like fine they'll download this thing okay all right i think i got rid of something else i was like running out of hard drive space like i got rid of squad or something i was like no okay i'm not probably not gonna play squad in the near future so get rid of that for now and install this in Dragon's Dread. so i mean that's the first step so i have it there oh man could always download on your phone giga just saying oh my god i'm not playing on my phone there's no way there's no way. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, the only other the other stuff, like, just coming back to Tarkov, like, while we finish up the last, mm-hmm. like, 10 minutes or so. And the only other thing that I've been looking at recently is I've been delving back a little bit into, like, field of view and some of those things because it kind of, like, it kind of piqued my interest again because I know... I don't know whether you talk, whether we talked about this on the cast or whether it was separately, but about... You know, Spectator Six, who we had on at one point, who's, you know, knowledgeable guy in the area of like a few things. And you talked about Steam Audio when he was with us. But he'd been, he'd made a bunch of videos about FOV. Yeah. Um, or not really about FOV. Was it FOV specifically yeah. that he was talking about? I think it was FOV. Um, I mean, it was, yeah. I couldn't even remember now because like it was so in depth into right. all sorts of things. It was like less about, I mean, it, it was about FOV, but it was, it ends up like devolving into lots of other things about the way that the way that things get displayed on the screen in video games as a approximation, or I guess as a, you know, uh, the, whatever you want to call it, as like a you know, semblance of trying to prevent real life on a two D screen from a three D picture because there's mm-hmm. lots of different ways to do it and it's complicated. And from his video, he linked like some other people's videos, and I watched a few of those, and then I watched like a couple of responses to those videos. Because I got kind of like sucked in a little bit because I was like, I think last time I said I just don't really know how this stuff works. And it was kind of interesting. So I've my knowledge is a little bit more broad than it was before. And that kind of then inspired me to like maybe take a little bit of a tackle on on this topic from more of a practical standpoint. But I'm, you know, I'm not going to go into the full technicalities of well, this, this camera and this camera and da da da. Because like I'm no game dev. That's just not, I'm not going to learn all that stuff and, and be able to confidently feel like I'm correct yeah um but it was quite interesting about certain things that i didn't realize like having the game world beyond one one sort of camera as you call it within like unity or whatever and then you've got your your gun if your gun is rendered with the world when you go up to an object the gun just like clips through the object so it's like half in the wall so if you're 
if you are playing like a you know a proper crappy like pre-alpha kind of thing that's like super rudimentary when you got to stuff the gun will be like inside the wall but if you split the the weapon out as its own separate like camera render and then overlay that on top of the scene no matter how close you are to things the gun's always rendered as the weapon and is like on top of everything else it's kind of like video layers in some ways like when you're editing which is kind of interesting because i've not really looked at any of this stuff before but it was it was fascinating because i think there was one video in particular that he had referenced and the guy in that was he was making some very basic game and he was confused about why his scopes sucked (laughs) so much in this like rudimentary shooter that he was making and every time he went into ads scope was just like really thick and you could like hardly see through it because of the effect where i mean again in a video game you don't have both eyes you've just got one eye right you're just like you're looking down like one particular camera so that means you don't get any of the the doubling effect and the brain being able to ignore kind of like both images and only focus on like one point like you you don't get any of that stuff so anything that's sort of single eye specific is much worse so if you're looking down a scope it's like you're looking down a tube and you can see the ends of the tube it's like because the end is is smaller because of perspective you can actually see like the inside of the tube if you're looking through it and so it makes on the screen it just looks really awful right it makes the the scope like outside look really thick um and he was confused as to how like the other fps's or modern fps's make it good and and there was a couple of responses to that which is fascinating about how m- most games deal with it or at least like one method of doing it is to tighten the or to to make the fov like really really tight I guess like you increase the FOV, I suppose. Um, but then you bring the camera itself like way closer to the scope and it like thins out the edge of the scope and like it looks completely different. It's like it's wild. There's all this crazy stuff. Like I, I don't I don't okay. fully pretend to understand everything that's going on. But it's strange because you've got like because the gun is being rendered in what with one camera and the world is being rendered in another camera, you can have like two you've got like the FOV of the world is different to the FOV of like the gun and the scope and the the camera position look like looking through it. It's like super weird because it's something you can't do in real life, but you can you can do it in a game, which is fascinating. Like I, I didn't didn't know any of this stuff a week ago, hmm. um, and so I was kind of like having a play around in Tarkov again because you know we know that there's certain bits of recoil that it looks like there's more recoil or less recoil doing certain things at different FOVs, um, and it became like relatively apparent to me, or more so now, what's happening in that when you've got a high fov because you're changing because you're changing the kind of the perspective of the weapon that you have that then increases like the scope shadowing um and actually i think there may be just be a bug with iron sights in particular because i know people have spoken before about how if you add a one times then everything then things feel better at high fov I've always, there's always these things that, that go around in the community that I've been interested about. Like people say, oh, high FOV feels terrible through scopes, like actual, any powered optic, but it feels much better with unpowered, like one times holographics, for example. And I was like, this is an interesting statement. And when I went to go and investigate it, it's like a 50 FOV and 75 FOV. Your gun and, your, and the, the camera of the weapon actually does match where you're shooting, interestingly. Yes. But because you're so much closer, the right. screen area that you're looking at in 50 FOV is so much smaller, or it's so much, I guess it's relatively so much bigger on your screen. Right. The gun feels like it moves around a lot more because the point that it's shooting at 
is just physically larger on your screen. So when you zoom it down to 75 FOV, the 50 bit like crunches down into the middle and you've got all this extra periphery. So it feels like the gun hardly moves, even though it's shooting at exactly the same point. It's just that you can see like eight times the amount of pixels. Um, and so the gun feels like it doesn't bounce around anymore because the target area is now a lot smaller, which again makes it harder to hit. And like, I guess in theory, it doesn't make it any harder or less hard to aim and control the recoil per se, because on one hand, the target's bigger, but the recoil feels like there's more. But on the other hand, the target's smaller, but the recoil it's feels like there's less. It's all kind of relative, yeah. Um, so it is, it's harder to spot somebody, and their target is smaller, so you have to be more accurate in 75 FFV, but then the gun feels like it jumps more in 50. It's, it's very, very weird. But like in, with the iron sights in particular, that I do actually feel that high FFV is just bugged with iron sights because the recoil that you see is like way more. People always talk about like, oh, the camera recoil is like so high. It's so high at like high FOVs with like iron sights. And I'm like, mm, after looking at it, I'm just like, well, it's, not really, it's not really camera recoil because it's not like the screen doesn't move. It's the gun model that it's moves too the, much. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like the, the world FOV is fine. Right. It's, it's the gun, it's the actual like render of the gun model that jumps too much because the, the actual recoil is the same. It just doesn't look like it. Because when you go higher FOV, you're, you know, peripheral gets wider but objects are like farther as well yeah so like if you think about it your gun it's it's trying to the way it, I, I think if i'm explaining this right hopefully but the game is trying to keep everything relative at different fovs so like in reality your front sight is further but I believe there's more zoom being applied. So it's like, imagine your gun got stretched out and then it got compressed. <laughs> you know, like it physically got st- stretched out and then it visually got compressed, if that makes sense. So like Kinda. your gun would still look as if it's going to, because it's longer, it's going to kick up more. But that's been visually compacted, I guess. Oh, yeah, sort of, yeah. And it, it's, it's interesting because when you're looking through, because I was like, I've never actually done these comparisons. I, I literally have them up on my screen at the moment because I was like okay. looking at them earlier. And things of, you know, you've just got the same image and you've got 50 FOV, 64 FOV, which is what I use, which is why I use that as like an intermediary benchmark, and then 75 FOV. And it's like, you know, 50 is in the middle and 60, 64 feels like slightly pulled back and 75 feels even more pulled back than that. So yeah, it's like, it's the same picture, but relatively speaking, the area that you had in the 50 now looks further away just because it's way smaller on the screen because there needs to be more room to fit everything else in but what's fascinating is if you take something like the tac 30 Mm -hmm. the peripheral vision area is actually identical on all fovs and what you see inside the scope is nearly the same it's not quite the same the scope is actually very slightly bigger at 50 fov but i'm sure that that's probably just some rounding between you know the the whatever scaling model they've got it's like it's very similar and the picture that you see is very similar right but one thing that's kind of interesting is that at 75 fov you actually have a loss of detail in the periphery which is kind of weird because you're sort of zooming in to the 75 fov render wait wait, wait, and so (laughs) you're saying at the 75 fov you have a loss of detail or you're saying at the 50 fov you have a loss at at 75 fov so when you're when you're in the one times okay. actual like in attack thirty, they all look almost identical. Okay. No matter what FOV you have, 
But at 75 FOV, you've had to zoom in more because right. there was more on the screen beforehand. So it was rendering less for the same graphic settings, I suppose. Seems to be the way it's doing it anyway. Like if I was looking at a set of train tracks on customs, at 50 FOV, they're rendered. At 75 FOV, they're no longer rendered because I think there's just not enough pixels. But what's interesting is that then when you, when you go in the scope, they're still not rendered, even though you've, like, you've zoomed in huh. more from 75 because uh, you end up at the same place no matter what like from 50 it's not much of a change from 75 you go from like you know all the way back here all the way in and the train tracks are still not rendered at 75 which is like kind of interesting um but one other thing that's fascinating which is exactly what you were talking about at 50 fov your gun barrel and the the, the front post is like mm-hmm. way further out yeah and it's, but at 75 fov it's like really close to the camera so there's like some weird combination of like this is the thing, though. The world FOV is like kind of the same, but the gun FOV is different in the different field of views setting. Even though you, even though the picture looks the same, and I think it's because they're not like. I don't, I'm not really sure, honestly. This is kind of like where I get to the edge of my mm-hmm. knowledge and understanding. But it, it must be something to do with the fact that because they're not actually changing the FOV, they're just translating it into that same kind of. Um, into this new kind of like zoomed in mode or whatever, you still keep some of the features of the old FOV. But then what that ends up meaning is that because, and I, I don't actually quite know precisely why this works, because I would have thought if you were closer to the scope, then that would be better. And I feel like with the higher FOVs, I think I feel like, I think you are because your gun looks shorter. Maybe it's, maybe it's the other way around. Maybe the FOV is actually even lower. I don't, I don't think that can be the case. Anyway, whichever way it ends up working, because of the distortion on the gun that ends up playing with the scope shattering and the eye relief so it ends up looking like way worse at 75 than it does at 50 and i'm not entirely certain which part of that is because the pivot points in the wrong place because the scope is out of alignment because you're like you're too close or you're too far away because of the compression and like the adjustments they've had to make I'm not entirely sure, but it, it looks this one of the only things that looks different between 50 FOV and 75 FOV is how far the front post looks. Like it's super weird. Like the gun's like really long at 50 FOV, and it's like really short. Like the, the front post is like just at the end of the scope in 75 FOV, and whatever like that effect is then causing these issues, which is which is interesting. So um, I don't know. It's funny. Like I'm, I'm actually very tempted to like decrease my FOV even more. I know. I, I really wish we could. I mean, this is like, you know, games just aren't like this anymore. But back in the old days, man, you know, the the freaking config files for like your, you know, commands, you could, you know, binds and all that such. Like, man, we used to have like, like my dad got really, like, really into it. He had like a Logitech mouse and needed to have like one of the buttons, like when you would snipe, it would like lower your FOV. So like, oh. uh, so you would like get like extra zoom, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, or like, or like, in, or sorry, no, I think he even had it just like in general. Like, he would just have like a button on like quick command that would like you press it and it would, you know, mouse four bind, you know, set FOV to fifty or something. And so like, because dude, back in the day, like this was just like you could set your FOV to like. 20 like if you went so low and it was like this weird freaking like effect dude you could have it like really high too and just have like giga yeah. like horse vision super fishbowl like run <laughs> yeah. you feel so fast but he would have it like he would like it was like a zoom feature he would just like toggle it on and off or you could like zoom in like really far away is, is funny 
But uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird, weird. Did you notice it's any weird. um extra eye relief with the Tech Thirty with the different FOVs, like when you're shooting and stuff? Yeah, like it's worse at the higher FOV. So the scope blacks out for a lot longer when you full auto at 75 than it does at 50. It seems to me that basically if you can stand or adjust for the loss of peripheral vision, 50 is basically better no, no matter what. Pretty much every single yeah. it's, like it's the only disadvantage. Yeah, uh, it's just like I I just hate the, how it feels though because it's like... It feels slow. I just... I feel like claustrophobic or something i don't even know how to describe it it just feels so unnatural i mean like i mean you can't see as much right if if i could toggle it when i ads i would use it every time probably like that but yeah because i think i play on 64 fov as well which i think is like i did the math i think it's like somewhere in the hundreds you know it's like a little bit higher than 90 um yeah, I can't remember actually. I can't remember what that is. It's it's some somewhere around that. Like, yeah, it's I don't. I, think I actually have the website here because I was like looking at this earlier. Yeah, so if you could take it to sixty four, it puts you to oh no, it's not quite that much. It's ninety six. Okay, so it's a nice middle ground. But I know some people play it down to like fifty nine. Yeah, I've heard fifty nine as well, which, which is, is probably close. I think it's ninety. I think it is ninety on the dot. 59 yeah in 16 by 9 yes the mirror I mean, said it best it my it looks like my camera is 20 centimeters in front of my character with 50 over <laughs> exactly that's what it feels like dude it's like i got little like t-rex arms and stuff like it's just like like my freaking pmc's neck is just like linear <laughs> and his head's just like all the way out there yeah it's weird yeah 50 vertical is 79 degrees horizontal is not it's not a lot like you don't even have 90 degrees of vision yeah i can't i can't but i might try changing to 59 and just seeing if that makes if that makes have you difference. tried 50 like unironically I mean, other than no other than <laughs> other than doing tests right i haven't I haven't actually tried it properly um because yeah it feels it feels so weird i think there's so many things that it throws off because you, your character feels slower like you don't get to objects as quickly, like perception wise, but but people are like way bigger on your screen. Yeah, they, they are. Feel like they have more recoil because the gun moves around more because well, you're more one, zoomed in. One thing I noticed that I kind of what I like about the fifty FOV is while it does feel like it has more recoil, and I don't know if this really matters, but like your or maybe I'm getting this confused, but it it felt like the gun snapped to the recoil point smoother rather than at mm. 75. It was a lot more aggressive, which might explain the whole scope, uh, uh, eye relief issue. Cause if the guns like being more aggressively snapping to the different points of its recoil you know what i mean like, like hypothetically let's say there's a recoil pad i mean there's not but mm. you know each point where the recoil shifts at i think it's at 75 it's a lot more like aggressive like really fast whereas 50 yeah, i, I mean, felt like it was like it, it's wider at 50 because you're zoomed in more but it's yeah. a lot more smoother you know i'm um, not actually 100 sure yeah I'm, I'm not sure but it's quite 
Yeah, it's quite interesting. <laughs> it is quite interesting. I, don't, I think like even at 75, like you might see some, it might look like that because there's more, it, there's more weird effects that you get. Like a Spectator 6 goes into it. Like if anybody's like really interested, go and have a look at Spectator 6's channel on YouTube. <clears throat> he doesn't get that many views, relatively speaking, um, even though his content is like really insightful and thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't know. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a good dude, but his, his mic isn't very good. So <laughs> like number one rule of YouTube. Um, but anyway, his, his stuff is interesting. Spectator, yeah, exactly. I know you're listening. Exactly, exactly. Um, I know there were some people who commented on his videos just being like, hey, you know, it's like, cool beard, you know. You know, it's, uh, your, your microphone is a potato. <laughs> I don't think he replied. He's just like, yeah, I know, you know, I'm trying to fix it, whatever. So like, you know, whatever it is, it is what it is. But um, yeah, he did like, he would go, goes through like loads of thought experiments about like different fields of view and about like front sights, rear sights, like all of this kind of thing. And, um, and it's, and it's really interesting about how <clears throat> you can get funny situations where the scope and the laser are aligned, but the front sight is like way off. Like the front sight is like misaligned, but it's because it's because the world FOV and the gun FOV are different. So the gun looks like it's pointing the wrong way. The bullet can come out of the m- muzzle and still hit the target on the scope, yeah. even though the scope and the muzzle are misaligned right. from the player's perspective, yeah. because they're both they're under like two different like the world that you're looking at is under a different FOV to the, the gun. Right. And when the horizontal recoil comes in, the gun moves more than the world does. So it looks misaligned, even though it actually it actually isn't, practically speaking, which looks like it is, because everything's everything's weird. Yeah. Because the FOVs don't match up. It's like it's super, super strange. Um why couldn't they just set it at 90 and just keep it fixed? Like we couldn't change any of like no like I'm sure some people would be like oh can we increase the FOV but like why would it have to be like what is it seventy five is the I don't remember what the, what the yeah. translates seventy five is the max it's, that's so yeah. low dude like no no sorry um, well, no, okay, yes it's so high so seven so fifty goes to seventy nine and then seventy five seventy nine horizontal recoil I mean ver- <laughs> horizontal horizontal FOV that's ah, I yeah. never like I can't even. What what game has ever done that in the history of games? I don't know. FOV? Yeah, I don't know. That's such a weird. That's such a weird thing. That's mm. so weird. But anyways, but basically every other FPS I've ever played, I pretty much go in. It's at ninety, and I crank it to hundred or hundred and ten, depending yeah. on what the cap is in that game. That's I, usually the way it goes. I feel like it's always the lowest <laughs> is ninety, and like the highest is like mm. one twenty. Like some of the older games, I think you like could probably go down lower and higher. Like. 60 or whatever but yeah I just anyways anyways um anyways was that it that's or it if I be? that's it for now that's it for now i, I mean there's, i'm gonna put something together on it but uh yeah it's funny funny stuff it's weird i've it learned something weird. it's cool i've learned something this last week <laughs> um just as a quick tidbit BSG announced, uh, or I, I don't know if it's out yet, but they've showed some videos on AMD's FSR 2, I think it's 2, um, oh, yeah. which is their AMD's upscaling solution, um, kind of like NVIDIA DLSSS. But um, I don't know, I looked at it, I mean, this I, I love this, like this whole space of AI upscaling, I think it's so cool, dude. But um, it looks good, they... 
check out the video. I mean, if you have it and if it's, I don't know if it's out yet. I'm not too sure in the details, but um, it looked good if it gives you more frames and like, got it. If if they could, I don't know if it's just like a built-in issue and I don't know if it applies for FSR or not, mm-hmm. but if the freaking scopes didn't look so bad on the upscaling solution and the fact that you like lose more FPS, at least from what I've seen, like generally speaking, most people do. When they have it on for um, the picture-in-picture scopes, you just like get even worse performance. It's yeah. it sucks, but um. Anyways, the uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll get <laughs> DLSS three for Tarkov for all those forty ninety gamers out there. <laughs> uh, oh boy! Like we need better graphics cards in <clears throat> in EFT, eh? Yeah. Dude, I someone showed me the Discord. It was fail. Shout out to fail. He posted benchmarking for the forty ninety that someone uploaded on YouTube, and the GPU utilization was at like nine percent without any like it was on Lighthouse, no upscaling, max settings. I don't know what the resolution was. That's it, gross. Yeah, it's just like, please, machine, use more of my GPU. I just God, I wish. Yeah, sucks. I just need like another CPU. That's what I need for Tarkov. <laughs> like two CPUs. God. Ah, yeah. I would love to know because I feel like it's just got to be. I don't know. I don't know, man. Because I don't know how they're gonna get streets to work. Because like, I, I sure. I mean, playing online, there's definitely something that goes on because online, offline, like, you know. If, I don't. Anyways, I don't want to get into to it. Yeah, it'll just drag on. But <laughs> yeah, optimizations, man. I'll take them where I can get them. Please, VSG, give them to me. Exactly. The lighthouse optimization, please. I want it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've come to a close. Our time's up. Thanks everyone for tuning in. And as always, we'll catch you next week. Catch you later. <laughs>